The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. For the first time in over 100 years, Mattapanai women will be able to vote for their next chief. The tribe is holding its first open elections tomorrow. But as Alex Scribner reports, some members have been highly critical of the current council and are seeking new leadership. Mattapanai lineal descendants want to reclaim their right to determine the tribe's future. A group calling themselves Spirit Crow has criticized longtime chief Mark Fallingstar Custolo and the council for allegedly deceiving tribal members to keep power. Connie Crow Woman Custolo is running for a council seat. We want fair and equal election for men and women, resident, non-resident. Those who don't live on reservation in King William County are currently not allowed to participate in tribal business, such as creating a new constitution. Terry Custolo, a non-resident, says she worries that people living away from ancestral lands will lose connections to their culture. I want my grandkids to be able to come down here and learn their history. A spokesperson for the governor's office says they look forward to working with the newly elected leadership of the Mattapanai tribe. Alex Scribner, VPM News. The chief of the Mattapanai did not return requests for comment on this story. Governor Glenn Youngkin's executive order making masks in schools voluntary can't be enforced in some school districts. This week, a federal judge said that while the governor's order is still in effect, it won't apply to schools where 12 students with disabilities attend. Parents of the children filed a lawsuit last month challenging Youngkin's order. They said it prevents schools from taking reasonable steps to make sure their kids are safe. Youngkin and Attorney General Jason Miares say the executive order lets parents choose whether their children should wear masks. The judge also allowed a new state law to move forward that forbids school districts from imposing mask mandates. That legislation became law on March 1st. The contentious Supreme Court confirmation hearings this week have highlighted the lack of professional diversity on the nation's highest court. Once confirmed, Katanji Brown-Jackson will be the first justice with experience as a public defender. And as Whitney Evans reports, some Republicans have criticized her for that role. In addition to Judge Jackson's career as a U.S. District Court and Federal Appeals Court judge, she worked as a federal public defender from 2005 to 2007. The role required her to represent terrorism suspects detained at Guantanamo Bay. Public defenders do not have the power to choose who they represent in criminal cases and must take any and every case given to them. Chesterfield's chief public defender, Michelle Jefferson-Reese, says Jackson fulfilled her constitutional duty in that role, and it's commendable. You should understand what it's like to stand beside someone whose entire life is in jeopardy. Only about 1% of federal appeals court judges are former public defenders, according to the Center for American Progress. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Henrico County has received $1 million in federal funds to help construct a 24-hour detox and rehabilitation center. As Patrick Larson reports, county officials say there is a growing need for these resources in the community. 
Henrico County Sheriff Elisa Gregory says she's seen too many people with no other place to go forced to detox in her jail. She says they need a safe environment. Coupled with being able to have access to resources, like gives that person who truly desires to start on a path to recovery a viable option. Representative Abigail Spanberger secured cash for the detox center and nine other Central Virginia projects through a new federal program. The construction of this building is about the county really saying the county needs a resource, a physical space where when someone needs the immediacy of treatment, they can come. The center will provide detox treatment and connect patients with further recovery services. It's slated to open in 2024. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Today is the last day the Community Vaccination Center at the Arthur Ashe Jr. Athletic Center will be open in Richmond. Since there's been less demand for the COVID-19 vaccine, the Richmond and Henrico Health Districts decided to close the location. Health officials say more vaccination events will be held in smaller community settings. Starting this week, Henrico and Richmond residents can also have a nurse come to their home to administer a shot. Just call 804-205-3501 to schedule an appointment with the local health department. Richmond officials have selected six firms to work on proposals for redeveloping the city's Diamond District, which includes the Diamond Baseball Stadium and the area around it. According to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, officials will ask the six teams for more information about their plans. An evaluation panel, which includes two city council members, city officials, and a Virginia Commonwealth University representative, will select a project for Richmond City Council's consideration. A final development team is expected to be chosen in June. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.